Welcome to the Shark Pod, the podcast that explores business and lifestyle design in Ireland and beyond. And now, live from Greystone Studios, here are your hosts, Luke Curry and Mark Baker. What is up, Shark Nation? It is great to be back. I know you guys uh, didn't feel the break because we spread these uh, episodes out once a week, every Wednesday, like you guys know. Uh, but me and Mark were talking on the phone the other day, and I don't think we've done one of these, uh, recorded one of these for a few weeks. So um, we're delighted to be back. Mark Baker is out there in Glenageary. How's it going, Mark Baker? Good, Luke. Good. Never let them behind the curtain, though. Jesus. Am I we do this every week. I'm doing, the thing. I'm doing too much of the uh, letting them behind the curtain for sure. Um, and but we've got uh, we've got our guest here today to the shark pod, David uh, Kinlan. Kinlan yes. or Kinlan? How Kinlan. would you Kinlan? Kinlan. Nailed yeah. the first time. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so uh, David is an uh, an Irish entrepreneur. Uh, we were just having a great chat just before we kicked off today uh, about the businesses that uh, he started. Some of the some of the um, some of the interesting stuff that he's doing around the kind of. They're working from home style businesses. We've been talking to a lot of people uh, about. Um, so uh, Epion is the the business that David has started. Um, another business that he's started since the whole COVID work from home style. Um, uh, what would you call it? Like, oh, wait, pandemic. Yeah, well, that's what they call it, right? Um, uh, screen in me, screening dot me. Um, we'll have a chat about that as well. Uh, but David, how would you uh, how would you describe uh, what you do? Um, how to describe what I do? I suppose uh, well, it's it's simple. We are we're a human resource um, information system, so HRIS or uh, we're, we're a HR platform with a fully integrated employee benefit um, module, um, which is pretty rare in that space. Um, we do that to the front, and but also behind the scenes, we're licensed by the Central Bank of Ireland and regulated by the FCA in the UK where we operate as we're brokers, we're insurance brokers and employee benefit consultants. Um, so I suppose, you know, going out to clients, it, 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 it can be about the technology in isolation or it can be about the insurance or the benefits in isolation as well. So, you know, they don't all have to be married together. It's not, we go out and we do the tech and we do everything else alongside it. It's we, we want to prove ourselves in each, okay. in each segment that we work in. So, um, yeah, so that's, so suppose, that's me, me, me in a nutshell. And at right now, it's it's funny the the employee benefit uh, element of that said that is quite rare. I was talking to a, an ex colleague out there, and uh, she's actually moved back to Oslo um, since the pandemic. Uh, and we were talking about like we used to both work for HubSpot. HubSpot just opened a big crazy office uh, in the city center with like uh, you know resident chefs and ping pong tables and all that type of stuff. And that's just completely not a selling point anymore. Like, how are people going to be, like, the, the benefits used to be a little bit easier just to say, you know, these are the benefits of working here. Now it's you've got to really put your thinking cap on. And it's not going to be politically correct to sell the, you know, sell the beer taps um, right now for, a li- I think, for a little while. What do you what do you think about that, David? Well, I'd, I'd actually say a lot of the places the beer taps are gone and I don't, and I don't think you'll ever see a return. Um, they were, you know, they were nice to have. We, 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 we actually work in, a, in an office space in the city that's, that actually provides that and you know i remember when we went in to see it the first time and uh one of my uh, one of my colleagues uh, and myself went in and the two of us enjoy a, a social occasion and we'd be known to have, have have a beer or two around town and uh we went in and they were like you know as part of the selling piece you know we, we have this beer island and the tap switch on at three o'clock and we were like kind of going you you got you 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 guys obviously have never opened an office space in Ireland before. Yeah. This is probably one of the most ridiculous things we've ever heard of. We're going to make like, our hey, money look, back in a week. <laughs> yeah, but we're but we're moving we're moving in at four o'clock today. Thanks very much. Where's the contract? Um, you know, but we 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 did move in and we were you know we spent we spent two years in the place before uh, the pandemic hit, and um, you know like we didn't actually like as as much as we thought we were like kind of going this is going to be great crack. And we do socialize, you know, we are a social bunch. So, you know, there would be Thursday drinks and stuff, but it was very rare. It was, you're in the building all day. The last place you wanted to be in the evening was, was there. And you wanted to go somewhere where the atmosphere was a bit different and maybe there was different faces and maybe a bit of music thrown into the mix. So yeah. um, I, I, I think beer taps are a thing of the past personally. Um, and, you know, obviously not everybody in your workplace actually consumes, they, they may drink, but they may not like the stuff that's served. So it's, you can't actually class it as a benefit for all because all can't enjoy it. Hundred percent. You know, giving 
giving people, you know, buying people lunch if you if you structure it in a way that you can cater for all the, you know, whether it's, you know, gluten, dairy, um, you know, vegans, etc. Once you can cater for all the dietary types, you can classify that as a benefit because everybody can avail and 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 and, and, and take part. So yeah. um, I think those things are in the past. I couldn't agree with you more about the, the, the social end of things with the drinking in the office. I like I, I quite you know, like I like a, a very social drink as well. I like, can but I do on a Friday when we used to go and have a drink at work, which was fine. But I was I was always itching to go somewhere. Like just even just what just a regular pub somewhere. Just to get out of the just, I've been there all week, yeah. like I don't yeah, uh, yeah. stay here, you know, the yeah. whole time. But it like it, it is good, but I think it's uh it's not gonna be the like kind of the pulling power that uh that like you know, the people who you want to join your company uh will yeah. be all over. No, absolutely, yeah. And and look, I mean the benefits landscape uh, has changed dramatically over the last number of years due to you know, here here in Ireland and, and I suppose in the UK and, and, and globally uh, things are changing, but more so in the Irish uh, sense of the of the term employee benefits. You know, 15, 20 years ago, you got your you got your pension, you got a bit of life cover, maybe income protection. And you, you may have got private health care if you were working for a, you know, a, a pretty wealthy firm because it was expensive, still is to this day. Um, you know, but th- that that is starting to become the norm. And that's due to the massive influx of of foreign direct investment so you've you know with all the large tech companies with all the large pharma companies with the hedge funds you know they're coming in and they're fighting for you know and, and Ma- sorry mark you you know this from your um fr- from your day from your day job you know the to attract and retain talent it's how do you differentiate yourself because you know 50 grand over here 50 grand over there is 50 grand but it's it's what else can you do for people and it's the it's the nicey nice stuff so you know we're we're seeing we're seeing a lot of changes within organizations due to you know they've they've increased their annual leave policy you know so uh, you know the likes of Richard Branson comes out and says everybody in Virgin can have as many holidays as they want we don't track anymore we don't care just work and it actually turns out that their people are afraid to take holidays because of the consequences right yeah. um whereas you know instead of doing the whole kind of you know fill your boots it's People are looking and kind of going, well, actually, we we'll give 25 days and we give 25 days and actually we close over Christmas. So therefore you get another week. So, you know, mm-hmm. in actual fact, you're getting, you're kind of, you know, all of a sudden you're up to kind of, you know, I don't know, maybe 40, 40 days uh, annual leave, including bank holidays, the, the closure over Christmas and New Year, all that kind of stuff. So we're seeing a lot of changes, but technology plays a big part in it, because if you've got a large population of people, if you have 500 people working for you, and you decide to do something different with your benefits and you need to get an understanding as to what each individual needs, unless somebody's going to run around with a spreadsheet or a piece of paper and a pen and kind of go, Hey guys, what, yeah. what are you having? And what are you having? It's, it's an administrative nightmare. And that, that's where, that's where our technology comes in to help with organizations where they can actually do that. They can do it over, they can do it over multiple jurisdictions. So, you know, if you've got 500 people and we have clients like this where, We've you know multiple jurisdictions, so you could be headquartered in Dublin, and you could have maybe five or six different countries where you have employees, and you need to provide benefits in those uh, in those territories. But you also provide annual leave, and you need to store their HR documentation and all that kind of stuff. So it comes together really nicely. And you know, if you look at the financials behind any organisation, item number one on the list is salaries, is wage roll. Um, I suppose with startups you can take that out of the mix but the item item number one is is your salaries item number two and number three rotate between rent and employee benefit spending now if you go to the United States it, salaries number one employee benefit spending number two and rent thereafter okay all the big HR tech platforms that are available out there and we won't there's too many names to mention but all the big ones they do not have any form of integrated benefits management, which means there, you know, there's, there's a massive piece missing. So you have all these organisations out there that, you know, can't, can't run things properly, and then they've got, that, you know, they've a ton of people in offices doing work that should be automated. So that's where that's the space we're we're heading towards, and we we yeah. want to become one of the big leaders in that space. That's the dream. So, and it's, 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 it, the space is massive as well, like you're saying, and like there's going to be. It's gonna be have to be some sort of innovation in the the benefits uh, side of things. And I was thinking about this because I w- I just happened to be talking about this with my friend, like I said, and we were saying I think the next 
like here's a i don't know how you're going to build this into your software but here's a here's a challenge i think that uh once uh, <laughs> once companies get this under uh under control i think it's going to be a real competitive advantage i think if you can like if you could figure out a way like i've actually worked with one of my customers who has had this set up but they told me that it was a real nightmare they've basically gone completely remote you can live and work wherever you want but it means that there is crazy tax implications for working in different places. They have to set up like a legal entity. Like it's a, a real drain on their, you know, their, uh, their time in HR and, um, they're thinking about abandoning it. But, um, the, if, if a company can get that right, I think that is just, it opens the world up and makes the, there's a startup. There's actually a startup in Ireland. And I, <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but there is a startup in Ireland who is actually catering for uh, that. So have you ever heard of a, of a PEO? No. So a PEO service is where, so let's say you're an Irish business and you decide to, you know, you, you need to put a person on the ground and let's, let's say New York, for example, instead of the Irish entity opening a subsidiary business in the United States and trying to figure out how to comply with local tax legislation, employment law, the benefits space, all that kind of stuff. What you do is you go and you pay one of these companies. They establish your ABC as part of their piece. They employ the individual. All the liability lies on you as a business in Ireland. Okay. But they inv- they invoice you once a month and they take care of everything else. So Amazing. they're those those types of business. Uh, they they have they have existed for 20, 30, 40 years. Really? They're not okay. they're not they're not new. Okay, but. There, there's a startup in Ireland, and I, I, I'll have to dig it out because that's you've, you've put an idea in my head there, Luke. Um, <laughs> these guys, that's what they're doing. They're actually solving that issue around having a mobile workforce anywhere in the world and taking care of everything from the amount of days that the individuals spend while in a country, because that's obviously very relevant. Because if you don't, you know, for example, in Ireland, to be non-domiciled for tax purposes, I think it's it's about 168 days a year or something like that. I think, don't quote me on that. And, you know, it's, if someone doesn't make a call, it's not my fault. But the the, the, the number of days, so they, they take care of all of that. So uh, there, there, there are people out there doing it. But yeah, look, uh, you know, I, I do think due to the pandemic, it's going to bring a lot of change. There are people, and I, and I know businesses in Ireland who have people now living, you know, people who are living in Dublin because they were renting, they were working in the city, they were renting expensive apartments, and they've just up and left, and they've gone to they've gone to sunnier climates. as people living in Tenerife, as people moved to Lisbon. Uh, people have returned home to where they're from. Uh, to spend more close time with their family, and they're still getting paid the the you know the, the their awesome Irish wage, yes. but they're they're back living at home with mommy and daddy wherever that might be in mainland Europe. You know, <laughs> it's unbelievable. So and even in Ireland, I think like some of my friends have moved west already, um, where the cost of living is is different, especially when it comes to accommodation and stuff like that, and just yeah, kind of the yeah. space. Um, but like, it, like I said, I, it's going to be like uh, I think me and Mark have said this before on the podcast as well. It's going to get it's going to be hard to get people back on the commuter trains um you know for half five in the morning uh to get in for eight and all this type of stuff I, I, do you think like uh you know you talk to a lot of companies like that are they planning for that to come back you know after the yeah. summer or is, are they just saying we got to make plans to to figure out something well i i could i could chime in here as well david like i speak to a lot lots of big plcs and and for accounting firms and even smes tech companies and they all have different opinion, opinions mm. <clears throat> when it comes to the work working from home uh, or slash working working in the office working from home. But at the end of the day, I always say, well, the market will dictate what you have to do because if you want talent, you'll have to give them what they want. Right now, I think it seems to be the amount of conversations I'm having. I'm seeing some polls done online as well. It is a split week that people want. They do want to work from home for the flexibility, bringing the kids across the school. Like I play a bit of a bit of football out. out on lunch with my kids, I, I was gone from seven till seven every day other than that. And I, that's me running my own business. I had flexibility over my own time, but I still did. <laughs> still turned up to the office. Yeah. Yeah. Still yeah. did it. Um, so I do think that hybrid week, you'd imagine you're a 21 year old or whatever age when you, when you start working first and you're told that, you know, your box room or that your spare room in the house is where you're going to work for the rest of your life. I don't think I don't think they're going to say yes to that either. So, no so I think it is going to be a hybrid. So the office setup is going to be interesting. Is am, am I personally like we we've we don't rent anymore. We've let it lapse. Um, 
but I might go to a, a office providers like WeWork or Iconic. They're going to have to do a flexi a two day a two day a week office or a, you know there's going to be all different ways of doing it now. Um, yeah, so it's the standard kind of benefits have always been salary, your base salary, bonus, uh, health, uh, pension, and maybe some other small stuff. But I'm the, the the next one is obviously working from home. What's what's your days from home? That's got that's that's going to be the question, and I'm getting those questions already. Right now, some companies are are they know what they're doing? Um, you know, even the likes of HubSpot, they kind of know what they're doing. They've made decisions on that. They kind of have to make those decisions in people's contracts in order to figure out what they're going to do with their rent. Um, but some companies are saying, no, no, five days, we'll be back five days, and I'd be like, good luck to you then, like, because yeah. you won't get the talent. And but, you're right, Mark. That, that that that's what we're 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 hearing. It's going to be that kind of hybrid model of. You know, and not everybody. I mean, we we ourselves, we we had a we we had a big space in town, and we've taken a smaller, a much smaller space, um, with with, with extra hot desks so that people can kind of come and go as they please. And you know, and but the the option is, look, if you want to work from home, you can continue to work from home. However, I would say that in in the sales function, and especially when you get to a, you know a certain level within the business, collaboration ain't going to happen. Like jumping on Teams calls and Zoom. I mean, I'm, I'm zoomed and teamed out. Um, you know, you're, you're trying to get things done, but, you know, we had a conversation earlier today. We're talking about we're trying to get a big tender in tomorrow by, by 12 o'clock. It takes about two hours to upload everything into this tender uh, platform that, that's, that's used. It's a, a thing in the UK. And, like, it's, it's a bit of a nightmare, but doing a tendering process, you know, pre-COVID, we, we, we'd sit in a room for two or three days and we'd, we'd knock it out of the park. Whereas, you know, now this one, is just, it's just been, it's been like pulling teeth. And, you know, we could have, you know, there's a, like today, we did a lot of work on it today. Had the three of us been in a room together in Dublin, that would have been amazing. Whereas it was Dublin, London and Carlo. Three mm. people, the other end of Zoom, phone calls, trying to find yeah. things, getting things sorted. Just, yeah. So, I, I you know, and actually, funny you say about people, you've been asked the question already. We interviewed, we, we, we hired a lady recently on our team. And one of the applicants who applied for that job um, actually sent an email and said, could I have a conversation before, you know, I get called for interview, blah, blah, blah. So uh, Barry, who works with us, uh, gave her a call and she was like, um, uh, I want to work from home. I want to be guaranteed that I can work from home. Um, like, I don't ever want to be told I need to be in the office. And it was like kind of going, well, that's pretty demanding. And we were like, look, we haven't made a decision on what we're doing mm-hmm. moving forward. And this was this was for an administration role. This wasn't for somebody who was going to come in and generate five hundred grand in revenue every year. This was mm-hmm. a this was a this was an administration function, which uh, technically it could be carried out from anywhere. But you know, it's like kind of going well at that level. They're already saying, "I want to work yeah. from home full time." So we yeah. just said, "Look, unfortunately, we can't guarantee that." And she said, "Well, then you can take my hat out of the ring." I am mm. interesting. That's in fairness, in fairness to her, the admin type roles are probably the ones that I would allow to be do, to be done. Oh, yeah. From, yeah, from yeah, 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 yeah. But if it's sales yeah. or anything to do with strategy, <clears throat> I think Thursdays and Fridays are going to be meeting days. They're going to be known as meeting days. Yeah. People yeah. meet people on Thursday and Friday. That's what it's going to be, I guarantee. Yeah. And and it's also going to be strategy. Within, within companies, it's going to be strategy day. It's going to be business development day, whatever. Yeah. All those all those uh, skills or whatever you want to call them that, that do need uh, – for yeah. face-to-face collaboration. And but chat. companies, one, one thing I do see is that co- companies need to make sure that they strategize around how they bring this to the table. Because if you allow, if you, if you allow certain people within the organization work from home on a permanent basis, if somebody else on, a, on the other side of the organization says that they want to work at home, you set the precedent, you've got to be very careful. See, that, you know, organizations yeah. need to make sure that they are, that they're dotting their I's and crossing their T's when it comes to what people can and can't do. Mm. Um, and it's very difficult. I mean, in the middle of a pandemic, I mean, you know, three months ago, yeah, everyone's going to work at home forever. Whereas now it's like kind of going, yeah. nope, no, we're not. No, not in the winter anyway. <laughs> and yeah, definitely yeah. not. We, we had like, uh, even the other day, I was, I was saying this to Mark as well uh, on a private call off the podcast. I was, I was making, a, I had a presentation that in, in work, and it was like kind of pitching. It was an influence pitching uh, to kind of uh, decision makers in HubSpot, right? Um, trying to you know influence decisions. Um, and I had the presentation and everything, and then I, I did you know put a lot of work work into that, everything like that. I had everything lined up, but I really, I said to Mark, I really lose something if I'm not in the room with people. 
I don't know if they're engaged or not. I literally can't even see their faces. I just see my own presentation. They could be off doing anything. Who knows? Do you know? I'm not saying that they were, but I mean, like, there's, like yeah, there could be, you know. So, oh, sitting there on their mobile phones, they're all listening. They're, they've all got uh, earplugs in underneath their headphones and they're yeah. listening to a movie on Netflix or something. <laughs> so, but it, it's just, it, you're losing something there. Also, the collaboration piece, if it is going to be something like that where they're working on one document together. Also, like, I've been in, when I was working in uh, direct sales, um, like, I loved being, like, in the in the sales room with people. Like, when, when, sales can be a little bit lonely in in some ways if you just have the one metric that you're that you're chasing and you know if you're super driven most a lot of salespeople are super driven but like it is fun to to celebrate with uh with teammates when there's a a good deal and i i have a suspicion as well that there's more conflict within sales teams if they don't know each other very well if they're like okay this that lead should have been mine you know but if they knew each other they could be sound about it (laughs) i agree yeah 100 agree yeah if you're if you're a floating uh image on a zoom screen it's easier to you know yeah you gotta uh, get to know the person behind (laughs) it because otherwise you're 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 suspicious your suspicious nature yeah, will, 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 will kick in and kind of go oh what's what's your man yeah. doing stealing stealing my business yeah you know and so, i think i think from for employees to be to be bought into a company and to actually stay like employee retention i think companies are going to have to be creative as to how they manage that because if somebody comes in it's like four months later i'm not really feeling this you know I'll, I'll look for another job here i'll do the interview all on company time nobody will know you know yeah. you, don't, you don't have to be in the office you don't have to pretend you know you're slightly wear a suit in or whatever or change in the bathroom or anything like that so um to go back to the benefits what are the new kind of benefits that companies are going to have to come up with or that currently are coming up with um to add so, on to the, the the standard ones you're looking at you're looking at a mix of kind of the fringe benefits so you know giving access like for example you know and, and the amount of people out there who don't actually know that they can save money on train tickets. They can save money on train tickets by buying it through their employer. People don't know that, right? Yeah, the then travel saver tickets, yeah. The travel saver tickets. You have the travel saver tickets. 50% nearly. Yeah, then you've got, you've got the bike to work scheme. You've got the bike to work scheme. Again, people, you know, people, people, when you hear bike to work, people are like, oh, oh I don't cycle to work, so I'm not buying a bike. Hmm. And it's like, can I go, no, hold on a second, you can buy a bike and you can, you can leave it at home. You know, it's, so employers, and, and I suppose a lot of employers as well look at benefits a lot of the time and kind of go, all of the benefits that we provide are going to cost us as a company money. And that's, that's factually incorrect. Okay, you know, if you're pay- if you're paying five percent into the pension, if you're paying for the life cover, the income protection, and the healthcare, yes, that's going to cost you money. However, there are benefits that actually make you as a business a better place to work because if somebody's working for you and they get sick, not only have they got good healthcare to help them recover and get back to work, but they also have income protection, which means they're not a draw on the business. So if you've got a really good person who works for you who's a real team player and they go out sick and let's say they have a they have an accident or whatever and they're out for a couple of months the standard sick policy might be we only pay you for we only pay you for four weeks and then you're on your own thereafter and that 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 wouldn't even be common to pay four weeks of sick pay um income protection kicks in after a period of time and it helps the individual get back on their feet and all that kind of stuff heaven forbid that somebody passes away which obviously look none of us are getting out of here alive people do die and they do die while employed and employers hand over huge sums of money and we we've been we've been the we've we've been at the end of bringing the check to the employer well it's all done through eft these days but we're the ones who help process the claim to get it paid and you know the difference that that check can make to a family is huge it's huge so yes those benefits are i'm sorry and then the pension now, most people view the pension they're going to go well you know I, I i what if what if i don't live long enough to see it well, it gets paid out to your family. So if you have a family or you've got your parents are still around, they, they, they'll all get it. They'll have a party on your on your pension, you know. But the other benefits that are coming in, like, I, I don't know if you ever heard of, an, I suppose, a bit of a plug for uh, a good a, a good guy. Um, there's a company called Lunch Team here in Dublin. And, you know, a lot of businesses out there, they, they try to organize staff days where they say, do you know what, look, we'll do lunch once a month. And it's a, it's a use it or lose it scenario. So if you're in the office, you get your lunch. We'll, we'll buy you lunch, and we'll and we'll pay for it. So the, what the guys in lunch team do is they again. You think about it. Imagine having five hundred people in an office, and you know. And actually, we we have one client where I introduced uh, Stuart to the guys, and they 
they had 500 people in an office in Dublin and they used to do a lunch once a month. And they said by the time two people from the HR department actually got the lunch orders for everybody and then got the orders in, like you can't just go out and order 500 cheese pizzas and hope mm. for the best. That's around. And, you know, that was taking two days. That was taking two days a month and a huge amount of money to, to organize. Lunch team. People go in, they order online. They can order from a select local, uh, select local establishments. So it'll cover all cuisines. It'll cover it'll it'll cover all um, you know health requirements, whether it's you know nut allergies, dairy, etc. But the employee can top up the amount that the employer is given. So again, it's helping the employer be cool by saying, look, we give you a tenner a month for your lunch. It's not a taxable benefit. It is a tax-free benefit the employer can give to their employees. But the employee can top up. So if like me, I love a chicken curry. If I want to get spring rolls and my chicken curry, I can add it to the order and I can use my own debit card to pay for it. Cool. So the technology brings that piece in. So there's there's those types of things. There's you know there's health and wellness benefits, and you know I mean you know there's a there's huge talk at the moment around you know mental health and and, and health in general for people between you know people having back problems because they're sat on a laptop at a desk mm. that's makeshift a makeshift desk and a, and, a, and a crappy kitchen chair and all of a sudden they're having back problems their legs are sore they're not getting enough exercise they're not they're not moving as much there's a lot of benefits that can be brought to the table for that so again another plug is a, a company called gym pass so there's a there's a company they're they're huge they're you know they're enormous they what they do is they go into big gym chains and they uh, organize discounts so you know instead of going in and paying gym x you know 100 euros a month you, you, you subscribe to these guys and you're getting it for 35 mm. but then you can use different gyms in different places so if you work in the city and you have a gym outside your door and it's part of the package you can use that gym if you live out you know if you, if you get the train out of town or, or or the bus or whatever there's a gym out beside you there cool. uh, they're part of the road you can use it as well so there's there's a lot of things and they start at like 7.99 a month so you know again for, for 20 euros, you're buying lunch for your employees one day a month. And then you're also giving them, you know, access to gyms and stuff. Now that gym pass have changed dramatically because of COVID. And what yeah. they've done is they've brought in all these different kind of, you can do yoga at home, you can do um, stretching, you can do, there's loads of different classes that you can actually do online. And um, so they brought real value to the table for, for, for the members during COVID, even though all the gyms are closed. It's th- those all those ones that are linked to gyms. I feel so like I I, dri- I drive by the gym here in Greystones and I'm just thinking like it's just such a it's a huge building with so much investment gone into it. It's just been empty for a year basically. Like it just they just had to pivot and they actually rent out some of their equipment now and then the money they make they give to charity or something like that. They like just because it's just sitting there anyway. So they d- delivered it all to people's homes yeah. and stuff. It's cool. Um. So listen, I know we could, we could chat all day about the the benefit stuff and. Uh, how the because this is such a topical thing. This is really good. This is this is stuff that's going on right now, you know. Um, but the 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 kind of the spinoff or the 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 company that uh, you guys have have made um, um, uh, around yes. COVID uh, symptom tracking or symptom kind of flagging uh, screening dot me. Um, yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and how what that is and how that uh, came about. Okay, well, c- can I go in reverse there? Can I tell you how it came about and then what it does? Yes, let's do that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so uh, we, we, have a cl- we have a client in Scotland who is owned by a parent company out in New York and they use our HR technology and they came to us um, around April of last year and they just said to us, look, guys, we, we're, we're owned out of the United States. Uh, the New York State government have come out with a diktat that every employer in New York state must screen their employees and ask them four simple questions every day. Four simple questions. Do you, do you have a temperature? Have you tested positive for COVID? Anyone in your household tested positive for COVID? And have you been advised by a medical practitioner to stay at home? So they came to us and they were like, look, you know, because we're owned by New York, New York are telling us that we have to do it because we're a part of this global organization. Okay. And they're like, is there any way that we can do this within the platform? And we said, that's very interesting. We said, well, uh, yes, you can. There's there's forms you can build. You can upload documentation. There's there's lots of kind of quirky things you can do, but but it's not really what you're looking for. Is you need something slick. You need something. Somebody just clicks on a link, fills in a couple of boxes, submits a thing, and says, right, that's me. I'm done. And then there's a dashboard, and people can see it. So they were like, yeah, well, that'd be that that that'd be really cool. So we went away and we had a, had to think about it, and. 
we decided as a business that because like we we literally we we, we shut down i mean we we stopped spending money on marketing we like we did we, we did everything everybody did you know the whole world panicked and went oh my god god only knows what's ahead of us let's batten down the hatches make sure we have a good cash cash flow runway all that kind of stuff so we took a look at it and we said right we have a tech team it's costing us money every month let's do a little bit in the side so we went and we designed out screening.me and what it is is it's it's not the silver bullet. It's, it's, it's not the magic answer to keeping COVID from the workplace. But what it is, is it's the ability to ask your employees to complete simple question sets on a daily basis with a declaration that, that says that they're telling the truth, right? Yeah. So for example, the HSE here in Ireland came out with their guidelines. They came out with guideline questions. Again, the employers can go in and they can program these question sets and they can do it by location so again if you're an organization with six or seven locations around the world you've obviously got different uh, health authorities in those places you may have different health and safety laws so the idea is is an employee gets up in the morning they log onto their mobile phone they they they, they it's it, it's not a mobile app because of all the negative controversy around uh, the covid uh, the, the government covid tracking apps so we, we launched around the same time as them so we decided against building a mobile app because you, you go into an employer and say, look, you can use this with your employees. They go to their employees and the employees are sitting there kind of going, uh, you want me to download that on my phone? means you can track me. Yeah. So we were like, no, look, it's not going to be a mobile app. What it is, is it's a, it's, it's a web, it's, it's, you log in online through a web browser. Okay. You can do it through your phone and you can save it as a, you can save it as a tile on your, on your home screen. You click on the link, you fill in a couple of questions uh, and then it's it's based on a pass fail answer, and the company will dictate what's pass fail. You answer the questions, then it'll tell you whether you can proceed to go into the office or you can stay at home. Now, you know what that does is that helps, and and, and a, good, a good example of that is we were talking to a health um, a health facility in, in Northern England, um, uh, where they had a situation where they had a lot of they, they had a lot of COVID uh, patients. They had a lot of staff coming and going. And what they were saying to us was, look, when people come to the door and they swipe their fob, the door opens and lets them in. What we don't have is we don't have a declaration from them about where they were before. And it's not asking them, like, you know, where are you over in your sister's house yeah. and where are you out with your mates drinking drinking points in the green? It's, you know, you know, have you got a high temperature? Are you feeling well? You know, and it's just asking simple, basic questions. So... We had a conversation with those guys about potentially pairing up with their with their systems. Unfortunately, nothing ever happened with them. But it was it was to show that you know companies once you get people inside the door, there's still a lot to do. So you know you still have to understand that people need to be kept apart. Meeting rooms need to be small. Sorry, not the meeting rooms need to be smaller. Capacity in meeting rooms need to be smaller. You know, hand sanitization stations, keeping the place clean, all that kind of stuff. So. The screening app just is a part of that risk management assessment piece, um, you know. And, and we've had we've had a bit of success with it. We've 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 a couple of schools here in Ireland that use it. The parents go in every day. Um, I don't I, I don't know if you guys have any experience using the GAA app. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, you have to go in and do your declaration before before every session. So yeah. it's it's very, it's very similar to that. So we have a couple of schools using it where the parents do it on a daily basis. Um, we also uh, we we. I, I can't get into I can't get into names um, on the podcast, but we did pick up a very large power utility company in the Caribbean, um, five and a half thousand employees and fifteen hundred contractors. Um, they came they came to us through a, a connection of mine in Los Angeles, and they were all over and they signed up. They, they've gone live and uh, yeah, it was incredible. So nice. we're working we're working with some risk management consultants in the UK and sorry in the UK and in the US at the moment. Um, I only had a call this afternoon with the guys in the US. It's it, it's very active. I mean, Texas as, as the state of Texas, they, they've opened up. They're you know it, it's like they've just said we've had enough of this and we're done. Let's go back to work. Nice. Um, so they're about 80, 85 percent open. Um, so there's a lot of activity over there. Whereas Ireland and the UK, we're still pretty much you know we're, yeah. we're still pretty much we're, we're shut down. So and it's it's such a, it's such an interesting thing that it's opened up all these other like me and Mark said this as well that we had this kind of conversation when when everything was kind of panicky and we're having podcasts around that and we're saying it's going to open up so many opportunities that we don't even know about like even like what people i i've been so surprised with what people have been have accepted uh for you know, with the changes in their life and they just kind of keep on keeping on like so like even at the beginning 
like the the idea of an app on your phone tracking and stuff like if you if you said like i know in israel they've got the app to say if you're vaccinated you can go to the gym that type of thing like you'd say that could never happen here that's that's you know the government but i think that could happen here like i think things happen if things happen kind of over time um uh, people just accept things because they don't want to rock the boat or whatever and then when when things change um there's going to be all these opportunities like the ones that you you've identified there um and even the the texas guys opening up being the first people to open up there's going to be there's going to be a kind of a vacuum of uh opportunities for to make that work doing that didn't have before because like i said uh going back to just as if it never happened is uh is not really an option even if you are no, a gung-ho yeah. texan I, I think there's, I think there's, I think there's big changes coming in occupational health and safety uh, when when it comes to stuff like this. Now, look, you know, screening me. I mean, you know, we 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 talk internally about it, and you know, we we I'd love to see the back of COVID. You know, so if it meant we had to, we 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 had to get rid of screening me, and, and the income stopped coming in on it, I, I'd be delighted to see it gone because like COVID's a massive disruption in my personal life yeah. as well as my work life. I mean, pre-COVID, I spent a huge amount of time on airplanes. You know, so. I haven't I haven't seen I haven't seen Dublin Airport since uh, I haven't seen Dublin Airport since March of last year. Yeah. Um, you know it's uh, it's it, it it's not right. Yeah, <laughs> when I get back in the sky. <laughs> yeah, and I used to love that. Like, like I used to travel a good bit for work as well, but I I used to like going on like business travel as well. Like I remember the it's very kind of poignant, but I remember the first time I heard someone in Europe dying of uh, of COVID. I was on I was in uh, Paris on business, and I was in the uh, I was in like a restaurant. And the uh, the waiter said that somebody in Paris had died from COVID, and I'm like, I thought that was like a Chinese thing. And then that then two weeks later, everything was shut down, and uh, it was just such, everything moved quite quickly. But um, if you listen back to one of the early podcasts, we briefly mentioned it, and I said, nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah, how wrong was, I, that was the January? I, yeah, I'll give I'll, I'll, I'll give you a funny one. So the end of February 2020, I was sitting in Australia. We had just opened an office in Australia. Um, and I was sitting with our CEO in Australia, and uh, I think I mentioned to you guys before the call. I married my, my wife is Australian, and she's she's from Western Australia. And um, a family friend of hers, I, I I reached out to him and said, "Look, can we have a cup of coffee?" He's a he's a very well known businessman in Western Australia. He's done exceptionally well for himself. So we met him for a cup of coffee, and we were sitting outside this coffee shop having a conversation. And you know, the whole COVID thing was buzzing around everywhere. And, he was sitting there and he was saying, you know, the aviation industry is going to be screwed. The, you know, the logistics space is going to be destroyed. He goes, this is going to, this is going to have massive ramifications across the world. And I was kind of sitting looking at him, kind of going, if this guy is right, this is going to be an absolute shit show. And I, I walked away from it kind of thinking, is he, is he right in the head? Two, two weeks later, that was it. I think entrepreneurs are quite optimistic. <laughs> so, I, I, I am yeah i look man yeah. glasses the glass is nearly empty it's always it's always half full for me you yeah know, so. but then but also like one of the first things that, that me and luke did with the podcast was actually have a podcast talking about what ideas what business ideas can you come up with now can we come up with on the podcast because of the way thing what 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 has happened you know so that kind of natural pivot you know it creates in, in entrepreneurs, it can be a good thing in a way, not a pandemic, but a, a tough situation. Lots of great businesses come out of recessions and stuff like that. For you, you know, what is it, entrepreneurship, you know, how, how, how did that come about for you? Is that, that in the family? Is that just natural? Is it something you fell into? Yeah, I, yeah, I suppose I, I've, like, I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't start selling newspapers when I was 12 years old or any kind of those um, stories, but I've, yeah, I've, I suppose I've, all, I've always had that bit of kind of entrepreneurial spirit inside me. Um, I, my my dad, who's who's my hero, uh, he 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 ran his own his, his own broker, his own insurance brokerage. You know, he did did, did okay out of it. Um, you know, so I always looked up to him, and you know, I, I worked around a couple of places. Then went in to work for him, but when I went in to work for him, I left. Uh, I was working for one of the uh, we just called him a medical union. Actually, sorry, I don't mind. I used to wear, I worked for the for the Irish Medical Organization as a financial advisor. So I was driving around every hospital in Ireland advising uh, non-consultant hospital doctors. So the junior doctors were doing mortgages, giving them pension advice, talking about life insurance and income protection and all that, all that kind of stuff. 
And um, I saw a massive niche in it. I, I, I was driving around everywhere. And the first thing I had to ask people was, are you a member of the IMO? And the answer was no. I'd be like, oh, well, I'm sorry, I can't deal with you. And I, I was looking at this. I was turning away more business opportunities than I was actually getting. And I was like, oh, this isn't right. So I actually went out and formed my own business called Financial Medicine. Um, and I, myself and my dad were out having a, a beer on his birthday uh, back in 2004. And he just turned around to me and he was like, he goes, for you to do this by yourself with regulation, with, you know, with, the, with you know, with, with having a finance department, all the other bits and pieces, you'd be better off just reversing in with us. And he says, and he says, we can help you. And I was like, kind of gone, happy days. So nice. that was my, that was my move from working somewhere, seeing an opportunity. And I mean, look, the, kind of the, the rest is history. It's, it's, I suppose it's a, well, I wouldn't say it's a long story, but you know, I mean, look, I, there's not just me in this business, by the way, I've got, I've got two fantastic co-founders, um, Ernest Legrand, who is our tech guy. Um, he hates being called the tech guy. That's what I'm saying. It's hopefully you're listening, Ernest. Um, Ernest is based in New York. Uh, you know, he's, he's an absolute legend. Uh, and then Neil Fallon, Neil Fallon, another legend. He lives in London. So, you know, our, we, we built this business remotely. Um, you know, we started back in 2006. And actually, a, a funny story, which is a long one, but I won't go into it. Uh, I, I missed a flight to Paris to meet the two lads. Ernest was in Paris for business. Neil was flying over from London and then I was flying out of Dublin and I missed my 6.30 a.m. flight uh, compliments of Ryanair slamming the door, uh, watching everybody walk up the steps onto the plane and they wouldn't let me out. But uh, thankfully Aer Lingus, the national carrier, were there to take 400 euros off me and deliver me into Charles de Gaulle the same day. So that was good. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that was back in 2016 and it was it was actually around the time the Bataclan uh, attack had happened oh, in Paris. So my, myself, Neil and Ernest were in Paris and, you know, you walk into a hotel and you see these guys with machine guns and, you know, I mean, okay, from, you know, the cops in America carry guns, the, you know, the cops in the UK carry guns, not all of them, but a lot of them do, especially in around London. So, but for, for me, for, for the Irish fella walking in the door where, you know, the scariest thing you're going to see in a guard is a baton, mm. you, you walk in and these guys with machine guns, it just, it was, it was petrifying. But we, we met over there, we drew out what we thought Epion was going to look like. And we all shook on it and said, right, let's, let's, let, let's go do this. We all went home to our respective countries and we started to build the business. And, you know, it's been, it's, it's been a great journey, but I, I have to get that in there. They're like, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're very, very lucky. We've got three, three co-founders who, you know, look, genuinely we do anything for each other. You know, it's, uh, it's great. It's, it's been a friendship as well as, as well as a business. That's great. Because that's, you guys have been doing this before. It was cool. The remote stuff like it, that's, uh, you know, this is, what, what year was this when this uh, when I be on? Uh, two, 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 well, we came together in two thousand and sixteen. Okay, okay, um, yeah. You know, so and I, I look here. A funny, funny story. Um, you know, I, I, I technology's always been a, fa a favor of mine. Like my, my, my missus calls me, you know, Inspector Gadget. Um, you know, I lo love technology. I mean, I was I was driving around. I, I remember getting a company car from the IMO uh, back in two thousand and three, and the first thing I did was I installed a an iPod player so that I could actually insert my iPod into it to plug into the car so that I could listen to all my, my tunes in the car. And like none of my friends did this thing. I mean, you know, everything was like, it was all had to be connected and all this kind of stuff. I remember the first smartphone came out, it was called an XDA and I used to be able to get my emails on it. Class. And like, it was a clunky piece of crap, but I, I, I still had to have one. Oh man, like I, I was involved in all of it. So I always knew we wanted to do something in technology. And, and you know, this, this is not my first, this is not my first startup. I had a startup previously when I uh, when I when I came out of the IMO, and I I, I decided to do a platform for, uh, for 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 doctors to be able to, you know, go and take education courses, um, rent rent their houses to their friends in different parts of Ireland and all this kind of stuff, and then we were going to sell financial services through it. Anyway, it didn't it didn't work. It was it it was a flop. Or as I say, we were just we were just we were ahead of our time. You know what I mean? Just t timing timing wasn't right. Cost a lot of money, but hey how you live and learn. Um, but yeah, like getting into the technology space, like the reason, the reason I approached Ernest and was like, look, Ernest, I, I want to do this thing and I want you to, I want you to come on board, um, was because I knew him and he had built systems in the insurance space, which I'm very familiar with. Okay. Um, he's a, he's, he's an ex IBM guy. He, you know, he, he's done a lot of stuff. So he brought a lot of value to the table. So he was a guy I knew in New York and I was looking at it kind of go, it doesn't matter where he is. I mean, if we, if we need to build technology, if he's there, great. Uh, myself and Neil had worked together uh, where I had Irish clients who had a presence in the UK. Neil had clients in the UK who had a presence in Ireland. 
So we actually worked together on the benefit side of things and we spent many a night in Dublin and in London out, you know, having a conversation over a pint. And we used to joke and say, you know, someday, someday we'll be in business together and we'll go and take over the world. And it, it worked out nicely because it meant that we had a presence in London, we had a presence in Dublin, we had a presence in the US and, you know, kind of, kind of grew from there. So that's, that's kind of the background on it. And when it came to, to funding businesses over the years, how have you approached that? Uh, so Epion was bootstrapped at the start. So myself, Ernest and Neil uh, put our hand in our pocket. And I suppose we were fortunate enough that we, we, we had a bit of cash that we were able to throw at it. Um, so threw the money in and then uh, and then we raised money. So we actually raised money back this time last year. We went and got one and a quarter million. Um, we got a couple of uh, Enterprise Ireland came in and uh, we got a couple of other guys. They were, I suppose, strategic investors. We've got a, we've got a handful of smaller investors. Again, we're strategic, but then we've two, uh, two, two of our top investors, um, both guys who sold businesses for huge money, uh, massive experience uh, in the insurance space. Um, so, which is is obviously relevant to what we're doing. So, um, so yeah, so that, that's how we funded. Uh, that's how we funded this one. Uh, the previous one that flopped. That was a. That was a. I I spent my money and uh, another guy that I was in business with and. It just didn't work. So, <laughs> and so just just for for advice to kind of you know young entrepreneurs and stuff like that would would first port of call be somewhere like Enterprise Ireland? Would you recommend? Um. Yeah. I, yeah. Like. Look. I. I. I think Enterprise Ireland are fantastic. Um. You know. They've and and they're if if you're planning on growing your business outside of Ireland, they're incredible. Um. Yeah. To engage with them properly, you, you know, you can't just go into them and say, look, I'm thinking of doing this because they're just going to tell you to go away and come back. Um, what I would say to people is, look, go out there and approach entrepreneurs and ask for, can I have a cup of coffee with you, whether it's virtually or in person or whatever, and go and just say, look, I, I'm just looking for a bit of friendly advice. This is what I'm thinking of doing. Where do you think I should start? And, you know, I've, I, not that I'm, I, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not, you know, I'm not massively successful yet. And I, I do say yes, because I think we will get there. But, you know, if you go out and ask people for help, they generally help you if they have time, you know, and, and people, they can always make time, um, you know, but I, I would say get advice and, you know, go and think about what you're doing and maybe go and talk to people who've already, you know, done something in that space, being successful, because if you don't ask, you won't know. And, and don't be afraid. People always have this thing, oh, if I go and talk to your man, he's going to steal my ID and run away with it. And it's like, well, hold on a second. Firstly, you know, could he be arsed because maybe he or she is too much money and they don't need the hassle going again with another startup. And and the other side of it is, is if they like your idea, they might turn around and kind of go, well, why would I do it when I can just invest in you and you can go off and do it? So don't, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, that, you know, cause and I've done it. So I've reached out to so many people over the years and, you know, I've had, I've had some fantastic conversations with people uh, and got to know some people. I mean, I've, I've got some incredible contacts in the U S just because I connected with them on LinkedIn and said, hi, really? It's, yeah, like oh, wow. un- unbelievable. You, you just yeah, say hi and just say, hey, look, this is who I am and this is why I want to talk to you. And they'll either look at it and kind of go, nah, see you later, or they'll, they'll reply to you. But, and don't take it personally if they don't come back to you. They don't know you. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, But it is, it is funny that we had a couple of people on the podcast recently and they're saying like, if you have an idea, you know, telling people is important as well because you put up a flag and then somebody who might be also interested in getting into that space or have some money on the hip, like I said, that, you know, want to, like see the opportunity, but they're, they're busy living in Portugal or something and they just want to, you know, back something that they believe in. So I think one of the, someone on the podcast, Mark also said that business ideas are like children, like, like your own children. Like, you know, people like to see pictures of them, but they don't want to raise them. You know, they might say that, that looks great but it's all it's all you you know but uh mark we're over time here already so let's get let's get into the the, the lightning round here for david and then we'll let him get back to his evening and we're pushing it tonight but what's it what's the top three things that are, are, are burning on the page there that you okay. need to dig into uh david lightning round okay so it's kind of like yeah. it doesn't have to be fast answers but they're gonna be fast questions mark baker what's up marky b okay how much money is enough money yeah, I love this question. Um, so, uh, look, I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a qualified, I'm a qualified uh, financial advisor by trade. Um, so, eno- enough money for me is financial, uh, financial independence. Um, I, I, as I said, I'm married to an Australian. So, what I would love to be able to do is I'd love to be able to spend time in Ireland and in Australia on a regular basis to spend time with her family, my family. 
all that kind of stuff. Um, I would say a couple of million. I mean, two, three million would keep me in a lifestyle that I'd be quite happy with. However, I will never, you know, the ground doesn't, doesn't refuse rain and neither will my bank account when it comes to money. So if we can, if, if we can make it bigger, happy days. <laughs> is it, is it who you know or is it what you know? So, yeah, I, I, I'd love you asked me that over a pint, man. I'd, I'd, I'd talk all night about something like that. I, I'm going to say it too, you know, because that's, that's, been, that's, been, that's my experience. It, it doesn't work for everybody. If you want to be a doctor, it's not about who you know, it's what you know, right? So it's, it's all relative. But for me, it's been who I know. Yeah. Um, if you could advise somebody to learn one skill, like an entrepreneur to learn one skill, what would it be? It would be to understand how to surround yourself with people who can do things that you cannot because there's not one person out there who can do everything. Like in Epion, we have an amazing team around us and they all bring different skill sets to the table and without a good team, you're goosed. So understand, understand how to surround yourself with the, with, with good people. That's, I, I don't think there's a course out there that teaches it, but just know inside your head that you can't do everything yourself. I think it's great advice. Yeah. Like I've talked about uh, to Mark here, I've been messing around with a, a small business idea, idea here, trying to actually uh, build uh, some very light uh, app uh, infrastructure. And I was just saying to myself, I could have those two weeks back if I told uh, somebody that I know in, in tech to give me a hand or uh, come in on this because it just if if you don't if you don't have the skills, you don't have the skills, or if it's not something you're going to do develop for the long term and stuff. But we do have. One more question for you, okay? Is this, the, is this the big money one? This is the big one, okay? Would you prefer a Shark Pod T-shirt <laughs> or a Shark Pod mug? Hello, Mark has the mug. Which which Ooh, would you prefer as a as a in, gift for the podcast? Interesting. I'd I, I'd go for the T-shirt if you have one of my size. I'm quite a. Uh, I've got very big shoulders, as my mother says. I'm quite I'm quite broad. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I hear you. I uh, I'm broad. My mom calls me broad all the time as well. What we'll do is we'll yeah. uh, we'll get the the t-shirt sent out to you afterwards. Awesome. And, uh, I would appreciate. We do really do appreciate you coming uh, on this uh, this evening to have a chat with us on the Shark Pod. Great to talk to somebody who's like really in what's happening uh, with with just the workspace. Everyone's trying to figure it out. So it's been great. So David Conlon, uh thanks very much. Luke, thanks, David. Mark, thank you very much, gentlemen. Much appreciated. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Take care. Cheers. The recording.